Hello, and welcome into episode 65 of Bourbon and Bad Opinions, where what we're drinking is better than what we're thinking. I'm Carrie. Uh, I'm joined by Rob, social distancing. Hello. Chad. Hello. Sean is not with us today because Sean is being a good son and he is out helping his mama. So can't fault him for that uh, during these crazy times, I guess. But uh, John's here with me. Hi, hi. To, to my right. We're not social distancing at all. In fact, how close are we right now? Closer than I care to be. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> de- def- de- definitely not six feet apart, I can tell you that right now. Um, although, it, it, it could be done. I, st- I still am of the opinion that we could totally, you all could come over here and we could figure out something that, that is that is six feet six feet apart. Um, I may have to get some longer, like, cords or mic cables or whatever, but I feel like that we could sit out in the backyard and people would be really far apart and record that way <laughs> if it wasn't raining obviously yeah you're probably right yeah but we do have somebody else joining us via the skype kind of kind of in sean's place um he's definitely he, he's a friend of yours friend of tears to chad for sure uh member of ksd uh i've had some drinks with uh with this guy uh on occasion <laughs> um we'll just say leave it at that I think that most of them I remember, but uh, Mr. David Bailey, thanks for thanks for hanging in. Well, thanks for having me. How are y'all doing? Good, We're, good. Thanks for coming out, David. Yeah. I always say that the more people, the better. Jo- join the party, yay, whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as yeah. long as it's under ten. Yes, we're that's, still in the ten, un, yeah. ten and under phase. We still are in that in that ten and under phase. Absolutely. A number of people. Yes. Um. But you know, there's plenty of people out there that I think are are starting to feel that itch to not be in that that ten, whatever that number is. But you know, we're gonna try to to not get into too much of talking about that. Um, unfortunately, honestly, y'all, I'm gonna tell you, it's it's been kind of a, a little bit difficult to find topics that aren't Rona or politics related. There's certainly no sports. <laughs> I mean, there, I do have a few sports things written down, um, honestly, a little bit. But, like, in terms of just fun, like, goofy people being stupid that we generally talk about on this show, I mean, there's people being stupid, but, you know. Yeah, I think Miami and uh, Florida, it was something, I think it might have been Miami. There was some, like, crazy status as far as nobody being killed down there or murdered or something for several <laughs> weeks. It's like a record. Yeah. Because everybody's wow. at home. Yeah, because everybody's at home. But that I don't think they've discovered the people that are, that have been murdered in their homes. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that could be true. Yeah, yeah. The cocaine cowboys are all making house calls now. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, but yeah, so you know, people people getting murdered up in the houses, just not on the street. You know, I I don't know. Um, I think we're all starting to go a little crazy. But yeah, we have we have a few topics. Uh, you know, to talk about, I guess, that aren't necessarily Rona or uh, politics related. Um, I guess let's first, John, before you, I'm going to actually let you give just a bit of an update since, you know, you did give a bit of an update on the last show that I felt like was very helpful to, to those people who listened. Oh, good. Yeah. What about? <laughs> about your play, about your essentiability place oh, of business. Yeah. 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 Things are still screwed. It's... um. We've we've now gone to a mandatory mask thing. I don't know if we I don't 
think no, we'd gone uh-uh, to that. You I hadn't. Had, I had predicted that. That came to pass. So now it's mandatory face coverings <laughs> for employees, not for customers, but it's encouraged. The best news about that that I will tell you is that it is face coverings. That does not mean a mask. So at this point, we're still riding high with scarves, bandanas, whatever. It's it's interesting because it's gone to the point where in the past I would see um, – Occasionally, you'd see somebody in public that was wearing a mask. Typically, they were of Asian descent, and in their where they'd come from, it made sense and that kind of thing. Or you'd had somebody that was immunocompromised or whatnot, um, and kind of they stuck out, and you're like, oh, that whatever, that's a little weird. It in a matter of weeks, it's gone to where if I see you without a mask, I wonder what's wrong with you. Like something's not right. You didn't. You missed the memo. You don't know what's going on. Um, we've also gotten, so like the public, the public pressure is now moved to those who don't choose to wear masks. The, they've also instituted, at least in Kentucky, the, the one person per household. So now if I see two people in one cart, that's a problem. I know you're a violator. Well, and didn't you say that there have been some issues, uh, oh, yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, well, my particular place employment, they have police officers outside the store and, they will stop you so that the employees of the, the company don't have to. But they'll, like, we'll step in and we'll say you can only have one person per household. And there's signs everywhere and all this kind of stuff. And people will argue. There's, there's a couple of exceptions and people will argue. But what's happening is people are, they're, they're mighty cagey. One of them will go in at one time and the other person goes in a little bit later and you meet up in electronics or something stupid. Um, so, <laughs> like, I saw these people... The last time I worked, I saw these people who clearly met in the draperies because she couldn't guarantee that her husband could pick out draperies. I'm not well, even. I mean, that's getting, fair, though. I'm not going to get into why that's essential, but anyway, three people <laughs> met up in one aisle. They one of them was the daughter was a lookout. The two stood there. The man and this woman stood there, talked about things. She put things in his cart. He walked away. She went the other direction, and they totally broke up before the cops walked around. But we've had some people that won't do that. And it's, you, you see people, there was one, a friend of mine, they tried to pull the same thing, but they made a rookie mistake. The guy was dropped off while the woman parked the car and he took her purse. So they knew this is not normal. So the cop followed him around the entire time. And she's like, I saw the cop there. So I just bailed, went home. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> that is, is insane. that is just that's insane crazy. to me. That is just crazy. So you're you're having to wear a face covering, and you're wearing one of those like uh, you know those those things you can put on your head, and you can like put them all different kinds of ways, and they go go over your your nose oh, yeah, and yeah. that that kind of. So you mean a buff? Yeah, so people call exactly. them different things. Yeah, but uh, so he's wearing one, and he's got to tuck his beard up, and it's making his beard all wavy, which is actually kind of hilarious. I choose to tuck my beard. And yes, it did make my beard wavy on day one, and I chose something too, different. It? It's it's actually thinner material than some of the other choices out there. The masks are are not what you want to be doing. I mean, I'm I'm telling you that now. If you have glasses, it's a whole nightmare because your glasses fog up. If you have it, the way that those things are, the, the point of it is, it's supposed to protect you from whatever you inhale. That's not what we're doing now. That's not what the point of this is. So if you have an N95 respirator, which you shouldn't, you should have donated those to people who need them. It should have been fitted to your face. I can't wear them because I have, I'm past puberty and have hair. You have to shave. It has to be fitted. It has to seal around your, your mouth, all that kind of stuff. 
So people that are doing those or even anything like that where they're trying to get a seal, it's much more difficult yeah. for them. That All you need now is just a face shield that redirects your blow off somewhere, some other direction. Did you all see the guy who was wearing the N95 mask driving the car and passed out because he couldn't breathe? <laughs> no. Passed no. Passed well, that's, that's probably deserved. Passed out and wrecked the car into a tree. I think the guy was okay. That's why I bring it up. He didn't die or anything. But yeah, apparently he was driving around with this N95 mask on and uh, lack of oxygen and uh, passed out. Oh, wow. Just to kind of get back to what John was talking about, I mean, that's just that there's so much craziness there, and and I would think that you could plan this out just a little bit better than oh, I'll get dropped off and then I'll park and bring my wife's purse. I mean, take two cars. You could do a lot of different things. Have have you, a couple baskets. There's a lot of things here. You had a thousand choices. This is your one opportunity. I, I personally, because we have to go through. Well, at a, at a, there was a point when I had to go through the same line they go through. I don't have to do that now, but anyway. There was a point when I was there one morning, and these two were arguing over who's going to go in. And he's like, she's like, oh, I'll go. And she's like, uh, she said, I'll go. And he's like, no, you know what we got to buy, and that's all we got to buy. We ain't buying no more stuff. And she's like, well, I mean, it's up to you then. You can go. And he's like, I don't want to go. So, like, it was a five-minute conversation. I finally was like, folks, I got to go to work. Y'all decide later, whatever. And the the deciding factor was, he said, well, hell, it's my money. I'm not going to trust you with it. And she turned to the she she turned she turned to the cop as she walked back in the car and she said, "I knew that was happening from day one. I'm going home." And she did. She chirped out and went home. Yeah, I, and, P, P, and once stuff starts opening back up again, I think you, people are just going to try and more and more game the system uh, in terms of like this mask stuff and all that. I personally don't want to wear one, but that's that's yeah. me. I'm just I've refused to wear one. Yeah, in I'm, public. Yeah, I've worn one. It, they're a nuisance, man. I've I've worn them in the past. Like you know, anytime messing with concrete and shit like that, it's an uncomfortable experience, man. I would only wear them when medically necessary. And I feel bad for John having to wear something like that all day because I've got a buff. I used to, you know, would used to use it being out in, you know, for like uh, out in the outdoors, and it's still it's. Hot and sweaty and clammy and oh yeah yeah no, it's it's definitely mm. uncomfortable. Yeah. I think I think ultimately it's a feel good thing. It makes people feel like they have something they can control. But ultimately, if you still look at the numbers again, I'm not Dr. Fauci. I'm not you know you know biostatistical analysis person. The numbers are exceedingly low and the vectors are exceedingly low. And I'm taking my chances, man. So it's you know. I'm not cleaning off groceries. I'm not doing all these weird things. It's, you know. So, so has anybody changed since we last talked about that? Is anybody getting Amazon boxes that you refuse to open and let to? I, I guess it. age yeah. on your porch like, or cardboard. You're I not worried about that. We grab them. We grab them. Open them up, and then just wash your hands, man. Yeah, I got several shipments. It's the same thing. I mean, it's. Like Chad said, I, I think you know. In most instances, it's relatively low. Especially with the situation we're all in, where we're not congregating and going out places, so you know, just general hygiene should should pretty much take care of the issues. Yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I might be I might be consciously using a little bit less cash, like if I pay for something. Other than that, just wash my hands. Yeah, the box, I, open it, throw the box away, wash my hands, same stuff. 
Yeah. yeah, no. And in the car, I mean, I keep I keep a thing of wipes so I can I can wipe things down whenever I whenever yeah. I go out. And that's you know, that's really it. Just kind of common sense measures, things that I might not have done before, but now exactly. you know, I'm just I'm now it's more uh, aware. It was funny when I cleaned off my steering wheel the first time. I mean, just the amount of dead skin on it. Yeah. <laughs> it took two or three wipes. They were they were just black by the time I got done with it. No, I am doing that. I mean, you know, we're, we're that is something I've never done in the past. I've never carried hand sanitizer and stuff like yeah. that. No, just as a general precaution, right? Yeah, but, no, like, but what I think is like fucking repulsive is that people being as awful as they are have found a new way to make this worse for everybody. It's like when you go to the store and now you just see all this medical waste. They'll yeah. wear the gloves in and just throw them on the ground, right? Yep. It's like it's so, so awful. The, the parking yeah. lot in Kroger last time I was there, it, it, I, I, as I was walking up from my parking spot, there were two medical masks just thrown on the ground. Yeah, mask and gloves, and I'm just like, like and, and it's like there's a trash can, literally, you know, I don't know, another 15 feet at the store entrance. Like you couldn't get that far. When you yeah. came out, you couldn't throw it away. People. Some of the some of the cart cart uh, return areas even have trash cans on them. I mean, it's it's yeah. crazy. But, but you see, we we told the general populace you should wear masks and wear gloves. We didn't tell them they had to take them off or how to dispose of them. That's true. This we is need the, the government to. This is the problem. You must lead them by the nose. And speaking of an excellent, I, I'd like to to uh, commend Bailey for a wonderful reminder for the seasonal PSA. Those who pay cash this time of year, no boob money, no sock money, no crotch cash. Oh, nobody oh, wants yeah, any of that. Yeah. Yes. The weather is getting there. It is getting there now. So let's just go uh, ahead and tell people: virus or no virus, I don't want your sweaty boob money. You've had that happen too, yeah. haven't you? In Multiple the past. Times. No crotch oh, cash. Ball and sock money will yes, not be no accepted. Sock, no, none, none. I'd almost yeah, rather you come grocery. in shirtless with and, and pay with a card. You know, no shoes, no certain, no service, whatever. I'd rather you come in barefoot and without a shirt and use a card than be dressed to the nines and pull that from God knows where. <laughs> yeah, I've, I used to, growing up, I worked at a grocery store in the hood, and I can't tell you how many times I saw that kind of stuff. It's like a thing to like keep your money in your in your bra. It's so weird. Yeah, it's called ratchet, Chad. What's called ratchet? (laughs) It's called ratchet. Yeah. I have never ever had the desire to keep money in my bra at all. So there you go. And why would you? I mean, it's it's a gross concept. Yeah, I don't. That's why we have pockets. Yeah. (laughs) You know. I don't. I don't. Anyway. Anywho, I guess I guess we should kind of get to, to what we're drinking on here, um, just because we are having some some beverages. Um, Chad, I'm going to start with you today as to what you got going on there. I have got, and I think Rob said he's brought this on the show, on the show, like a newer a newer version. He said it's still on the shelves on the East Coast, which makes sense. Um, this is called Virgin Bourbon. This is actually pre fire Heaven Hill uh, at 101 proof, seven years old. Uh, back then, it said it was uh, the Metalon Distilling Company, but it's definitely, I've confirmed with the master of all things, Heaven Hill, and it definitely is Heaven Hill. It tastes just like it. Uh, so it's confirmed. It's a solid drinker, man. I, I got it off of the internet. Um, I will buy more. I mean, it's a little bit pricey if you get it older, but if Rob says you can still get this stuff on the East Coast for 12 or $15 a bottle, I'd like to get some. I'd like to get a plug for that. Yeah, I wish I would have got more of it instead of buying a bunch of those just weird label ones. Because when I got home, I was like, "Oh, this is this is really solid. This is a good bourbon for twelve ninety nine. Yeah. So, Rob, what are you what are you sipping on? I am sipping on a Yuling Light today. Um, 
So I, I didn't go the bourbon route. I had a couple bourbons last night. Today it's just doing some beer, you know, just taking it easy. All right. Well, at least it's it's Yingling Light. I'll give you that one because that actually tastes like beer as opposed to the water-flavored beer you, you ended up with uh, on the last show, the Mick, the Mick Ultra or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still have some of those in the fridge, too. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Bailey, what you got today? So uh, I'm comboing up with a uh, hazy New England IPA at 8%. Mm. It's a double dry hopped in my Tiger King glass. On the reverse side, it says, I saw a tiger and the tiger saw a man. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, with that, I'm sipping on a uh, Knob Creek 120 proof single barrel pick that some friends and I did. Um, it is a 10 year, one month, two months, something like that, uh, age statement. And it's called Fear and Loathing in Claremont. And our very own Chad did name that um, because of the activities of that day. Uh, that day went awry, is, is what I'll pro, tell you. Pro tip, people. You both simultaneously want to do a KSD pick or a KRN pick. At the same time, you don't want to do them. No. <laughs> because yeah, they there, are not there, for the faint of heart. There is a period of self-evaluation after every one of these where you really kind of go into a dark place and you think about the choices you make in life because of what you do. I mean, I don't know if you can get the label here on the Skype, but that's... Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of men oh, without shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's a SUV full of luchadors throwing money and George T. Stagg and an old man, who is, that represents Chad, uh... <laughs> In front of a red barn with a Jim Beam logo representing the Steel House. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can uh, I can tell you I saw I, as I've seen some of those videos, you know, and uh, yeah, Bailey, I agree with you. <laughs> Self evaluation. It's, it's as though this group you, was. You definitely. It's as though this group was. You go group. through two or three days of drunkard's remorse. Mm. You really do. Yeah, and you that's can the time. your life. What were you going to say, John? The, this group is the real-life embodiment, embodiment of the reason God made Venn diagrams. I live firmly <laughs> firmly in the center square. That I'm telling you, that's regrets and mistakes. That's about it. But, hey, you got, you got some quality bourbon out of it, so, you know, there you go. Oh, yeah. We're, and we're like, a, we're like a hillbilly jackass show is what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... It's, it's it's a solid pick. It really is. It's it's an easy drinker. Yeah, that's kind of what we went with. Is that at the where in the warehouse? It was it was easy drinking. Is that something you all can get down at um, in Richmond with Robbie or? It's all gone. I think. I think it's sold oh, out. Is it? Yeah, I don't know if he sold it out or not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I can check with him. There, there's a very small quantity left. If he did not sell it out, or I, Hatton, I can Hatton probably, probably had some because it was Hatton's barrel. So yeah. he's probably got more. Oh. Yeah, because right. it was he did it through his restaurant in Pikeville, so oh, which happened to, a little bit, which happened to close before you know for COVID before this could yeah. be sold. Was yeah, that it was, that was kind of a bummer. Y'all had an interesting trip down to Pikeville. I can't remember if we talked about that, Chad, on on we or did. okay, yeah, we did. yeah, we, we did, yeah, we did. That's yeah. right, it, it was. Well, I I almost got John to make a horrible, horrible, horrible mistake today because I had to move some stuff around. And the bottle of Blanton's that he kept bringing out that we were going to drink on the last two episodes but never did because it got substituted for something else, he decided he wanted to do today. So I got him one behind me off of the shelf, and he took it out of the bag, and he went to open it. And luckily, you looked at it instead of just blind opening it because the the bottle, I had moved the other bottle over to the, um, the sideboard, and... We almost, almost, almost opened what was a nineteen ninety. It was a ninety five. Ninety five Blantons. 
It was close. Did not happen, though. I don't even know what, what we ended up opening. Oh, but it would have been good. Yeah. It would have tasted nice. I'm sure it was yeah. nice. John would have cried through the whole entire show. He had drunk it through his tears. I wasn't mentally prepared. Uh, that's fair. So what did we open? Um, so this is a this is a bottle that I got. It's the it's a Blanton's. It's a um, a single barrel, obviously, but it's a barrel select pick from San Francisco Wine Trading Company that I got in two thousand. It was poured in two thousand or barreled in two thousand sixteen, and I got it uh, probably the. F- well, I can tell you, I got it in the summer of twenty seventeen because when FedEx delivered it, they didn't leave it here, and then they ended up telling me it was destroyed. Yes, yeah. and so then the but the place was kind enough to no, send him another they were bottle. Good enough, they were good enough to send another. Yeah, they were. But I still firmly hey. believe some asshole drank it. Speak of, of uh, chicanery, tell someone what happened to you this week, Bailey. Oh, um, so I'm a member of a cost plus shipping Facebook group where people post raffles at cost for various bottles of bourbon, most are store picks, and some you know maybe tasty beers, you know combo boxes. Well, I had posted one of these Knob Creek picks and uh, a couple beers, a couple local beers, and the person won them, and I shipped them out. No big deal. Um, but they called me, or they didn't call me. They they messaged me Friday when they got the box, and they said, hey, is the bourbon in a different box? And I said, no. I said, there's a bottle of Knob Creek and an inflatable shipper sleeve, and then there's two beers wrapped in bubble wrap and a gallon Ziploc bag. And they're like, uh, yeah, there's just two beers in a Ziploc bag in this box. So being, you know, the group that it's in and it's somebody that I really don't know, but it's, it, there's a bit of familiarity with everybody. I know they're not scamming me. Yeah. So turns out the FedEx location, I label my own boxes, but the FedEx location I'd been dropping boxes off at closed or, or cut off their FedEx service. So I had to switch to the Rite Aid in Winchester, that uh, the town I live in, and I had maybe sent two packages through there, just dropped them off and the truck picks them up. Well, apparently the young gentleman who uh, took my box the other day, which was different from the older lady that normally takes them, he heard the glug in the box and cut the bottom of it open, took the bottle of bourbon out, taped it back shut, and shipped it right along to uh, to the recipient. Yeah. So that was a bit unfortunate. Wow. So how did you end up fi- – I mean, obviously you knew that the bourbon had been taken out, but how did you kind of piece yeah. it together? So the FedEx truck runs – it hits the loop here close to where I live about 4.35 p.m. I dropped that box off at 2 p.m. And later in the day, I checked to see that it was picked up, just, you know, habit. And it said that I had missed the, the pickup and it would be shipped the next day. Excuse me. And um, so that was a little odd, but I thought, you know, new place, maybe the truck runs way earlier there. But it's, it's you know, half a mile from the other place that I normally drop off at shouldn't. So that was odd. And then, you know, bourbon's not in the box when it arrives. So the person that got it sent me pictures of the box. And I'm very particular when I ship a box that all the edges are even and tight together and all that. She sent me a picture of the bottom of the box and there was just gaping. There's a gap in the bottom of the box. I don't tape boxes like that. So they had cut the tape and when they taped it back shut, they left a gap in the bottom. And that was kind of the giveaway. Wow, that's. I'm glad you kind of find, found out that what happened, but God, people are just the worst, just the absolute yeah. worst. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I kind of want to make. Uh, I kind of want to make a. You know, obviously, I'm not supposed to ship bourbon, 
Um, but if FedEx had found it, they would have just seized it. And I would have got a notification that they seized it. It wouldn't have found, found its final destination with part of the alcoholic contents in it. Um, but I kind of just want to make an anonymous call to the store and maybe speak to a manager and just inform them that, that an employee is stealing items from FedEx packages and maybe not go too into detail and just maybe hopefully make this person aware that somebody knows what they did uh, and leave it at that because obviously there's not much you can do other than that because I was doing something wrong myself. Well, yeah, but – No, you're, that, that, that's incorrect. It is not illegal. You're not doing anything Thank illegal. You. You're violating the only time I was violating the corporate policy. Mm-hmm. I was violating FedEx's policy, so I I wasn't supposed to ship bourbon through FedEx. But yeah. you know, if the employee is stealing that, who knows what else they're stealing? You know, I mean, people right. ship all kinds yeah. of stuff, valuable things or whatever. Um, you know, buying people buy all kinds of stuff on eBay and all that kind of stuff. So I think I think that's fair to like make whoever aware that they possibly have an employee that's you know getting into packages. Speaking of speaking of eBay, it's been kind of funny because there's been a lot of bourbons posted on eBay recently, uh, and they got you know the bottles marked empty with uh, with quotation marks. Uh, so I, I was watching a couple of them. And, uh, you know, and then I watch them being taken down because people will set it on auction for like a week or 10 days or whatever. Instead of a buy now, if you pop in there and you put a buy now price, you get it, you're done. So every time I go back to these bourbons just to see what happens, uh, eBay has taken them down, which has been pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's because people have no idea what they're doing and now they're bored and now they think, oh, I can I can get in and I can make some money on selling bourbon, but they have zero idea what they're doing. Yeah, well, it's oh, yeah. interesting too because they don't take down the little uh, the little airplane bottles, but uh, like anything that's uh, three seven five or above, they'll if it's if it's on an auction they will vanish. Because uh, I was looking at a, uh, an old granddad, it was a, a pretty old bottle. And I was like, well, this is a decent price. I'll keep an eye on that, <laughs> and it, it went down after like day two or three, I think. <laughs> yeah, eBay seems to be really on top of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, big time. But you know. now they are. Yeah, now they are. Yeah, they used to not be, because they yeah, used to used to be able to turn and burn makers. Well, that's in fact where you got all your all my baseball cards. Yeah, yes. all your baseball cards, as Bailey likes to refer to them. <laughs> your, <laughs> your makers. <laughs> Do you want to get into that story? <laughs> that's a good story. I thought it was a great story. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I was being honest, but I, I I caught myself. You know, the 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 generous pours that John John had offered before I insulted his hobby in his own house uh, had well, loosened had loosened my lips to the point where you know I insulted his hobby. To tell you the truth, he's he's kind of moved on from that. Just beyond you know. Yeah. But oh, I've embraced it. Yeah, but you still collect the Keeneland one. Hundred percent true. Um, I did, but now what? So this brings up something. We didn't have Keeneland. We didn't have anything. We couldn't gather. Who's got those Maker's Mark bottles? Somebody, because you know that they did this before the whole thing got shot to hell. Somebody yeah. sitting on the Spring Maker's Mark release. And I, I don't really know, because they're always to donate or to, to benefit charity and that kind of thing. And I don't know who actually it was benefiting this year. I, I think I saw the label, but um, I don't know if we're going to all line up the weekend before Labor Day and try to do this before Derby. If we're going to try to do it before the Keeneland meet in the fall, if that even happens, I don't know when they're going to do it. It could be the motherfucker well, at Rod Aid's got him. Yeah, that that dickhead. But uh, 
so as always when they do the makers releases i i'm allowed a few bottles to purchase retail through work so uh, i got you fam all right i'll take care of you as i've tried to do since i insulted your makers hobby and your <laughs> that was the, that was the pay, most pay, most, pay, lucrative, most lucrative insult i've ever received <laughs> pay reparations to john's makers habit for my insolence in his house there you go <laughs> Well, I guess, you know, kind of speaking of the fall and, and that kind of thing, and, you know, there's stuff starting to slowly try to open back up. I guess Chad posed a good question that I thought, you know, we could discuss here for a few minutes anyway about what's the first thing that you'll do when stuff opens back up? Like, have you thought about this at all? I mean, is there just, you know, I mean, I, I, I've kind of thought about it, but my, my stuff is kind of pie in the sky, which it's going to probably end up being take a year or even two years at this point. John? Was that trip to Mars or something? No, it's trip to New Orleans, jerk, oh. which we should have been coming back from today. Yeah. That's well, Chris Stapleton was supposed to be this weekend, too. So. Yeah, we yeah. were we were supposed to be in New Orleans Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come back today for uh, Blackberry Smoke two nights at the House of Blues. So I was really, really, really sad about that. But have they done an online show? They did one on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, there's been some really killer shows. Uh, Cody Friday's great one. Friday was stacked. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Friday was stacked with killer shows. Yeah. Well, and those uh, those shows have been better than that that stupid concert for the citizens of the world or something. I don't even know what that was. And then I don't know what the NFL was doing either in 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 the draft when they had some people on that were playing that just were not good. Um, but a lot of these, a lot of these other people who've been putting on Friday concerts, like, or and one, uh, uh, didn't Tyler Childers do something last night? I think he did. No, that ended up being kind of a bait and switch. It was, it was kind of like a spotlight on the artist. But they spent a lot of time talking to some old gray-haired hipster about, about his build some building down in Nashville, and then they interspersed it, like you know, they would play the beginning of a Tyler song, and then they would cut away for like a minute or two, and then come back. Of all live footage, and it was yeah, it was pre-recorded. Yeah, it was it was um, dumb. Yeah, Blackberry Smoke. They only did they only did a thing for like an hour, but and they did some pre-recorded stuff, so it wasn't like a concert concert. But it was kind of cool because they were on Facebook Live, and you know they were people were asking them questions, and they were trying to answer questions and just kind of tell stories a little bit and that kind of thing. So it was it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, see, and that, that's what I've really liked about some of these. Like, you know, I would hope that they continue to do stuff like this. It's more real. It's more, like, kind of honest and simple with the artists. And they've been taking questions and, you know. Uh, no, I've also enjoyed yeah. watching them. I mean, you know, it depends on, like you said, though. Some of them I do feel like has been uh, a bait and switch or they're just bludgeoning me over the head with stuff that I don't really care about. I tuned in to hear musicians play i don't want to hear about a lot of the agendas and things like that i just really want to be entertained and that's not what you end up doing some of them have been great some of them have been okay and some have just been totally waste of time no rob i totally agree with you it's like you know we know what's going on we know what's happening i don't we i want to watch this so i can forget about what's happening for like an hour right <laughs> I just want yeah. some music yeah. i can sing along to or something <laughs> You know. Yeah, and Jinx, like Jinx was answering fan questions and stuff like that. I mean, he, he one fan asked him if Carol Baskin had killed killed her husband, and he talked. About, I mean, it's like it was like a real thing, right? It like yeah. it seemed very natural and not forced. Yeah. 
very real people. The Carol yeah. Baskins one, he uh, he he did, he said that you know he he danced around it and said no, but also shook his head yes. <laughs> and then there was another one about you know what's what's the biggest bass you've ever caught and where. See, and yeah, I like it, that it, stuff. It was, yeah, it, it, it was it, there was a connection. It was more than just you know here's what I want I want to say and you people are going to listen to it. So well, yeah. but it actually makes it makes that too like that they that 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 it feels like that they are more kind of one of us as opposed to Elton yeah, John. Yeah, as opposed it to Elton John sitting in his backyard with his basketball goal. Come on, Elton John don't have a <laughs> basketball goal in his backyard with his grand well, here's piano. Kids Oh come oh, on, man! Come ball. on, come on! But um, no comment. Elton, Elton John's crossing up foals and dunking on people all the time. <laughs> right. He's break, He's out there breaking, breaking ankles. He's breaking ankles every day. What Chad? World star. Chad, I was I was gonna say, how about how about Post Malone and his tribute to Nirvana? It was fan. Did you watch it? I watched some it of was it. Bad ass. It was good. It was badass. John it was, was like. A, I am John here for these apologies. I'm here for these apologies. Hey, I, I never doubted you. I just thought it was a strange thing that, you know, that a man in his 40s with a beard, a professional job, was listening to Post Malone. But yeah. I guess that's then corrected. Because the, dude, the, is, the right dude is having the fun at yep. 25 years old that I would have been having. Yep. Yeah, he no, doesn't, that's the thing. doesn't that. take himself seriously. He's funny. He's kind. I mean, hell, they almost raised $3 million for this cause. Right, and he was just like pounding Bud Lights the whole time and smoking cigarettes like a freight train. How yeah. can you not like it? I mean, it's like, it's like boys being in their twenties. Rob, am I wrong? No, I, I, I know, and what really? Because like you know, like you when when John had brought it up, I was like, who is this person? <laughs> you know, and uh, and then he just started to grow on me, and he's just so damn goofy that you can't but help but like him. Uh, yeah. Even that Super Bowl commercial he did with the, the beer and the chips. Yeah, and where he got the Bud Light brain. And that was great. Yeah. So, Post I mean, him on. You know, I'm a fan now. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not have chosen that particular muumuu that he wore, but... Well, that was a, that was an homage to Kurt Cobain. I mean, it's an homage to Kurt Cobain, yeah. But well, it is what the, it is. the thing of it is with the guy, and I don't know if people know this because I've I've read some articles like on him or whatever. But he actually, I mean, he can play the guitar. Like he legit can oh, play, and yes he he, can. he, he, he actually he actually grew up, I think, like in like a, a country music type of vibe and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I don't know where he got the, the where the hip hop kind of went off the rails there in the the face tattoos, but. I mean, he is, he's kind of just a goofy kind of dude that you would hang out with and could have been Joe, Joe Exotic's next husband, I'm convinced. Yes. But he, you know, he, um, but it was funny during that show because I get, you know, because he's got his like mansion retreat bunker setup thing in Utah, right? But he, so he had people in different rooms playing. Like, cause he was kind of in the center and they had him in different rooms where they could still kind of see each other. But like his dad was there cheering him on and clapping him, man. I mean, that's that's a cool flex when your dad has accepted you for being this oddly looking creature with all this fucked up facial tattoos. But he's found success in his own right, right? You know what I mean? So the dad's still supporting him. It's like you know, I guess I see a lot of parents I've seen over the years yeah. that when their kids kind of turn to the dark side and start acting out and doing weird shit, the parents just kind of disown them. But his dad was like his biggest fan. Yeah, like, as long as he I, saves his money, I mean, he probably never has to have a public job, so. Right. Even if he quit today, so so he's good. He can have face tattoos, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I I, I thought his concerts was one was one of the best that that's been yeah, out it there was really good. so far. It was. It was can really you good. repeat Such that energy? Can you repeat that? It was good. Microphone? I liked it. I liked it. 
Was that? I'll, I'll say it, John. I, I will Post tell Malone, you. That, Post Malone has owned this COVID shit. Dude, yeah. It was great. The counter to Post Malone's triumph of performing and oh. doing Nirvana justice with his ter- uh, his uh, charity show was the band Puddle of Mud oh, doing doing an acoustic set in the Sirius XM studios of Nirvana songs and their lead singer absolutely butchering like you can you can see the embarrassment <laughs> and the restrained laughter on his bandmate's face while he butchers and squalls well, he's through kinda, Nirvana songs he's kind of went through all kinds of bouts of like heavy drug abuse right he kind of because they had that one song. That song, Blurry, was a badass song. There was Blurry, and there was one called Control. <laughs> there was a couple. I mean, they had their time, but yeah, the dude got on the smack pretty bad. Yeah. He, I think he's from Florida, and he embraced his Florida man heritage is what it is. But um, <laughs> absolutely murdered Nirvana live in the Sirius XM studios. Hey, it, 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 I've seen a lot of people really murder Nirvana. It's like they can't do it. They want to emulate it, but they just, for whatever reason... Maybe they just don't try to make it their own. They try to to, to emulate Cobain. They just can't do it. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> so wow. the question. So the question has been posed: Is what are we doing? The first thing once all this, like, I guess we're assuming that all the restrictions have been lifted. I guess I guess I'm probably going to go out to see a live show. I guess like at a bar, like you know, do something, get some music back, get some some drinking back. You know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely not a shake joint. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Absolutely not, Rob. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, maybe go buy a new pocket square. I feel like uh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <to> <laughs> Well, you need buy to, some wing, new wing tips. You need to be new able to. You need I, to be able imagine to, there'll be quite a few. Well, never mind. I you need to be you. able to like feel the pocket square, and you you've got to hold right. it in your hands. Yeah. I, I've ordered some off Amazon before, and they're not the right size. The texture's all wrong. They wait, do the wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You gotta touch them, feel them. <laughs> a pocket square is not the right size. Did you buy the child's version? No, it's uh, there's different sizes, uh, and and you know depending on what you want to do or how you want it to to rest in the pocket, they need to be the appropriate size. Also, like the silk ones, they don't hold up as much as they should. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go into the pocket square, John. I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like there should be some kind of industry standard, like maybe the, maybe the, maybe the people that dictate like uh, thread sizes for bolts should get into the like pocket some square. ISO, some ISO standards. There should be an yeah, ISO, yeah, ISO standard, standard for pocket squares. It's just you know you, you just I don't know. There, there's it can't just be a free for all. <laughs> that's, a free for all. that's what we found it's out is, it is the wild wild west of pocket squares out here people just moonlighting yeah. nothing putting them on attacking it to a card stapled to a card one little bit just of really nilly. an inch of, of faux leather and some guys buying it on ebay it's yeah, a, that's it's what it shameful. Is. i did get some really shameful. nice hand-painted ones the other day though hand-painted yeah. they were hand-painted on silk they're nice oh wow all right all right so Bailey, Bailey, what, what's it? What's in your wheelhouse for this question? Uh, what I'm gonna do? Yeah. Uh, so my situation's a little bit different because we're gonna have a new baby around the first of June. I did not know that. So, Congratulations. Well, thank you. Um, so my activities are probably gonna be more limited um, then than they are now, honestly. And right now I'm on paid leave from work uh, because my employer is uh, letting people that have 
health conditions or people with sensitive health conditions or pregnancy in their household. They're letting them be off work with, with full pay right now. So I'm, I'm off. Uh, so I guess probably when this is all over, the first thing I'll do is go back to work. Um, <laughs> but I, I really don't know what we're going to do because we'll have a new baby. And obviously, yeah. you know, there's, there's precautions regardless of the climate of the world with disease and sickness, you know, when you have a new baby. So I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm, probably get the kids out and do something with them the, the family a family activity where everybody can get out and stretch their legs that that would probably be the first thing i'd say yeah even that's just, wholesome yeah go to go, go to the park because we can't even do that right now so yeah well it should be said that david bailey and i have continued to do hood rat stuff throughout the COVID, oh, yeah. so we haven't missed a whole lot yeah the the, the, the covid has not cut out on my tomfoolery or chance <laughs> nor should it and need, you need more tomfoolery, right? right? Keep keep you keep keep you insanity sane, I guess. Oh, yeah. We're we're just trying not to catch a charge. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. that's the key. <laughs> that's the whole idea. That's I the key. That, that's good advice, Chad. For the kids out the, there. The day we built the potato gun marked the third time in probably the last let's let's be safe and say the third time in the last three months we've had to have somebody check and make sure nobody called the cops. <laughs> Jeez. Um we, we've we've in the last three months yeah i'd say three times we've had to make sure that the police were not looking for us because of the <laughs> activities that we will not speak of that we engaged in that day but i'm telling you what this I, is true i do love a good potato gun there's nothing wrong with a good potato gun no i mean you know it's lo- good good clean american fun it is as long as you're just shooting it in a field or something like that or you're shooting it at like a wooden target or i don't know bottles or something like that you're not going around shooting with cars or even people because i'm telling you what those things can hurt you <laughs> and the one y'all built was a bazooka oh, yeah. we we stood up a probably 24 inch by 24 inch uh cardboard box that like a picture frame came in so it's about two inches in depth and this thing, uh, it shot through the the damn cardboard box and blew a five inch exit hole on the backside. Wow! And it did not knock it over. It it, didn't the even potato knock it over. was it just yeah. The going. potato had so much velocity. Wow! That it blew a five inch hole in it and didn't knock clear. it over. Damn! Went straight through it. Rob, yeah. you like a good. And then it even. Go ahead, Bailey. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, it the the box even fell against some grass, so it was probably at like a. I don't know, let's say it was at like a 30-degree angle, and we shot it again. And even with that glance, that glancing blow kind of on that angled surface, it still went all the way through it, and it didn't move. Like, th- those potatoes are cooking when they come out of <laughs> You could eat them afterwards. Probably, oh, yeah. if you could find them. <laughs> well, that's true. Rob, you like a good potato gun? Yeah, no, that, that, it's fun. It's good clean fun, like you said. I mean, and... What else are is anybody going to do? I mean, you know, there's some engineering to it. There's some build time. It's it, it, it's something that's going to take some time and, and give you some fun. And I think that's really all that people uh, are looking for right now. Yeah, I totally agree. John, potato gun. Oh, theirs even has a front stabilized grip. Like that's it's oh, pretty, yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah, like, yeah. The uh, igniter is on the front grip. Yep. Somebody watched the A Team <laughs> as a child. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, we had fun that together. That was great. Yeah. And it made for a fun afternoon, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, we even had a neighbor. Like, it brought the neighbors together. Like, it brought a neighbor from two or three houses down that we'd never spoken to before. He's like, he had a beer in his hand. This was, like, Friday afternoon. This was, like, well before, like, happy hour. And he was like, he was like, I stand outside with kids. And my wife said, are they shooting off a potato gun up there? So he walked out. I was like, sure enough. I was like, you want to take it? You want to have a shot at it? 
So he had it, and he was just grinning. He was like, man, that's exactly what I needed today. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. He came up, fired off a shot, and went home. Yeah. It makes yeah. It makes people happy. Potato guns make people happy. So, John, you've, you've, oh, yeah. you've been going to work. Obviously, we've discussed that. So, besides that, what are you going to do? Um, like, Well, it depends on, I guess, it, like, if everything is totally open and all that kind of stuff, I think I'll just be more interested in getting back to the routine kind of thing. Because it's, that generally involves beer and sports on television. And this, this summer has always been a dead period, for me at least, because... You get through the Derby, RIP, the Derby. But then once it gets to that point, then I'm just kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm always I'm always up for a good three-week run for the Pirates baseball team. And then once that's over, the only thing I have left is trying to beat Cincinnati out in the end. And then you just sit around and wait. You can't. There's a, a constant countdown for the number of Saturdays till college football. So depending on when it opens yeah. or what year it opens, that's probably – I guess the the freedom of just going somewhere and sitting for a little while. That's my thing. That's probably it's would just be the, thing. The, the freedom to say, hey, let's go to Shamrocks and sit down there on the patio or whatever and have beer and listen to live music and, you know, just that, that type of thing. And not think about what Yahoo is within six feet of me and is that asshole coughing. Yeah. They have to stop. Like, right. th- just the mental relaxation from thinking about all that crap. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to is the routine thing and the mental relaxation. I agree. I absolutely agree. All right, so I guess speaking of sports, kind of real quick, I want to get into this um, because I thought that the the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with the NFL draft, in my opinion, I don't know if you all watched it. We watched a lot of it. Um, was a really, really, really nice distraction. It was a nice. I, I personally, I thought, I think that the, every NFL sh- draft should be like this. I thought looking into people's homes was fabulous. It was hilarious. Jerry Jones supervillain yacht is everything that you would think it would be and more um and i am sorry but i don't care what you think of the patriots or bill belichick but bill belichick's dog won the draft that was the funniest damn thing i have seen in a long time and i laughed my ass off at that but i thought i thought it was really well done i thought it was hilarious that the players most of them obviously had more than the allotted 10 people in their house that they were trying to hide in a back room when the cameras were on the house and i just i thought it was great rob you you watched some of it yeah no i watched uh, thursday night and i watched a little on friday um i was underwhelmed by the coverage i thought like you it was fascinating to see into people's homes uh i really felt like they lost a lot of opportunity to talk to the players they could have done something with skype i know they talked to burrow for a couple of minutes but i mean you could have had a lot of, of, of conversation. I think they missed uh, opportunities there. Um, you know, the, the the thing with Goodell, with the, the fans booing and all that on the TV in the background, and, and him pretending to be interacting, that was kind of cheesy. I could have done without that. Um, you know, but uh, but the, the players and, and just to see, uh, you know, what was going on there, that was enjoyable. Um, you know, and, and watching these these guys play throughout the years kind of having some some knowledge of them it's enjoyable and it's good to see you know that they're they're going on in their career so it was fun it was a nice escape for a couple hours it ran way too damn long i mean you you've got four hours for one round that was insane uh if you were going to do that you should have started at six o'clock i mean it was past 12 when we got done with it so that was kind of just you know at some point i kind of tuned it out because it takes so long 
So, but overall, I thought it was well done. But I did think they missed some opportunity to do some some conversations with these kids. I mean, it's the you know one of their biggest days they're ever going to have. And, you know, they didn't get to really talk about it. So I, I, I kind of, it left me a little bit disappointed in that aspect. I actually think that's a good point, And I didn't think about that, but I do think that that's a good point. And I think you're, you're kind of right about that. Um, yeah. And, and I do think it went on too long. And in fact, we, we felt like it the first round, we looked at each other, like about pick 26 and six and said, wow, this is going really fast. And then all of a sudden it just seemed like the producers said, Oh, we got to slow this down and drag it out because we got to go to midnight or whatever. Yeah, but and the thing for me on that too is, you know, especially you've done all the scouting, you've got your board set up, you know who you're going to take. I mean, that's just ridiculous to drag that out. That could be a two hour, a two hour long process. No, I mean, I, yeah, I totally to agree. Me, some of that. I mean, I understand you might be waiting, waited out to see if you get a trade, but if you know who you're taking. Don't make me sit there for ten minutes. Just pick the damn player. I'm I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. Chad, I know you're not. You were just you're. We we're kind of getting back to the NFL last year. Did you watch any of it? No, I didn't. For the for probably for the last statement that Rob said, I don't have patience for this in between, this meandering and stuff like that. Just make the picks and get on with it. You know, I'll follow up with that stuff the next day and see how the draft board went. It looked to me you'll probably you all follow it more closely than I do, but. Seems that the say people think that the Cowboys end up getting stacked from this. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, I'm not a Cowboys fan at all. I not, yeah, I tuned in and paid more attention to it just because of the way it was being done, and I wanted to see if there's going to be any technical glitches or any any of that kind of stuff. Um, then I did paying attention to the actual picks. <laughs> to tell you uh, the truth, <laughs> Bailey, did you watch any of it? I did. I watched probably the first ten picks. Um, and then just kind of got bored with it, I guess. And and that's probably more my fault than theirs. I, you know, there was kids wanting to watch a movie and, um, you know, me having a drink and my terrible attention span and, you know, just all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, but I watched the first bit of it in the burrow, you know, caught the burrow thing and the, um, you know, just some of it. And, and the one thing I was reading today, one of the funnier things. So John Runyon, offensive tackle of, uh, Philadelphia Eagles fame. His son got drafted as a as an offensive lineman by the Packers. He was texting his agent and accidentally declined the call. Oh yeah, from the, I saw that. From the yeah. Green Bay Packers <laughs> and tried calling back and they didn't answer. So he's just there <laughs> in limbo for a minute, freaking out because he declined the call from the team that drafted him. And they they did call him back, but it, I thought that was pretty hilarious. I yeah. miss that story. That is pretty funny though. No, and, and day two, I, I stuck around. Oh. To, to, just to see if Lynn Bowden was going to get drafted, and that and that that took I think to the seventh pick. So I think I was up way late on that night too. But see, that's it's something that we've always just like, especially we we'll, we've usually watched the first round, and then day two we'll turn it on and leave it on, and just leave it on in the background yeah. so you're Spectrum. hearing it, and then you're doing other stuff or whatever. But John, I think I would like your opinion on the draft. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was glorious to see people's homes and critique their choices. Um, I don't know what Joe Burrow's mother thought when she had that Target. It was like this Target wall hanging, and those drapes were horrible. I, I spent a long time. My wife, my wife immediately pointed out her curtains. Oh my! The, the, the curtains. God, those she, were was no awful. Popped on, and my wife from across the living room said, "Oh my gosh, them curtains! They're awful." <laughs> yes. Awful. So those they, are so southeastern Ohio. It ain't even funny. It well, it, it brought back memories of my hometown. I'm just saying. Uh, and they're probably still hanging yeah. today in some of those trailers. Anyway, um, 
so you move on. One thing I will say to Rob's point about they could have talked to more of the players, I agree with that. But it, it almost seemed like they were warning people ahead of time that the producer who had, who, who produced the, the draft for the NFL, his comment was that he had done like the Olympics and all that kind of stuff before, and he said this is going to be a lot worse because you had two feeds per team, so that's 64. Then they sent yeah. these kids, like 100 kids, they sent iPhones which is why they had on the special – everybody was wearing the same headphones and all that kind of stuff. So you have 100 feeds yeah. from that. And then nah. they said, we've got all these other feeds. So somebody's sitting there looking at over 1,000 feeds trying to figure that out. I do think I would rather have heard that than some of the conversation of the talking heads. But yeah. to me, like, I, I missed that moment when you got to interview a kid. Maybe it was three three picks ago or whatever, but you got to interview a kid and, and talk about him and his family and that kind of stuff. I, I did miss that. It was replaced, yeah. however, by the drama of these people sitting in these houses. Because it's – and who let the dogs out? So then these people are sitting here. The, girl, the girlfriend that took the phone, and he snatches it back. Because it was clear he didn't want you messing with that phone. That's rule number one. You don't don't be touching his phone. Okay. Number two, you get to a tag of Viloa in the first shot violated the ten person rule. There were seventy five people in that living room, and all of a sudden they come back and then there's six very polite and very they were pissed. seated people. They were pissed. And they, were, they had clearly been dressed down because they were all sitting in their appropriate areas. They looked like they looked like it was the set, row three and four of a bad flight to Indonesia or something. It was atrocious. They didn't cheer at all when he got taken oh, no. by Miami or nothing. They were very somber. And I think it's because ESPN yelled at him. But, John, the SEC did very well in this draft. For the 14th year in a row, there were more draft picks from the SEC than any other conference. Shut up, Adam Ramirez. <laughs> it just means more. Well, I would just like to point I, out. That I would like to congratulate Nebraska on their two draft picks. That oh, they was get good. two. Well, can, they did have two. Kentucky got two also. Kentucky yeah. had two. Yes, that's true. But I think Kentucky's went higher than Nebraska's. I'm not punching down. I'm just saying. I'll just I'll just say that. Oh, did Nebraska get a kicker taken? No, I'm not. I'm not touching that. That was rough. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No. That was mean. But that was mean. Maybe I edit that out. The bottom line is, I I appreciated the fact that they still put the draft on, just because it was a distraction. It was a total distraction, and you know, it was a distraction. My Twitter feed too, honestly, because it was really nice to see yeah. a bunch of sports stuff and not people just with politics and all that kind of crap. So, it was fun to see, and it, there were there were moments like, was that dude taking a dump in Vrabel's back? window like that i don't, was all staged yeah i did it, see that well that now was, they yeah. say it's somebody on a on a bar stool why was martina mcbride on on jerry that was Jones not yacht? martina mcbride yeah, yeah that was he, he doesn't even hold his own phone he has someone hold the phone for well, him he, when he's that speaking. was yeah i, I, I well, the famous news on that apparently like every time they had a shot some other lady was holding his phone shocking <laughs> but you know it's jerry jones flexing on his on his super yacht hey i would well, the too. famous video the famous video clip of Jerry Jones in his own private box with his uh, son-in-law and he removes his glasses and holds them out. And his son-in-law <laughs> takes them from him, cleans the lenses and then places them back. Yeah, Jerry, between his Jerry doesn't and do anything on his own. No, <laughs> he's that kind of rich. Hey, you know what? If I was that kind yeah. of rich, I'd, I'd do that too. Are you kidding me? I'd be I want to know who wipes his ass. Super yacht. He's got bidet. Come on. What's his, Oh, his name's bidet. 
Yes. Okay. Mm. I, I want to touch on this topic real, <laughs> real quick. Yes, his name is Bidet. I want to touch on this topic real quick because Adam did tweet tweet at us and and say that he would like us to uh, to comment on this topic. So we're we're going to comment on this topic in terms of I guess supervillains. <laughs> we'll say supervillains. <laughs> so, uh, Lil Kim over there in North Korea, dead, not dead. R.I.P. Dead? No, we're we're gonna play dead, not dead, oh. and you all can say well, yes, dead, or no, not dead, or however you want to spin it. So that's that's how I, we're gonna do I, this. I, you can start right, with I'll, me on it. You can start with me on this one. Okay, I ain't Chad. Saying sh- I ain't saying shit because I'm not <laughs> trying to get Kim Jong Un up in here. I ain't saying shit. He's in it. <laughs> Chad's in his house, and he knows they can ping him right there. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I think he's alive, and I think he's in a vegetative state. I mean, that's uh, I, I've read some stuff from uh, from some Japanese media, and and they seem to be uh, going with that theory. Uh, I know they sent in a whole team of doctors from China, so I'm going to go alive, but uh, not doing well. All right, Bailey, any opinion on this? Dead, not dead. I think that they are currently building an exoskeleton. To move his dead ass around weekend at Bernie's style, uh, uh, underneath that uh, his suit that he wears. That's what I think. Uh, Outstanding. Bionic Kim. The Bionic Kim. <laughs> John dead. I like that. Dead, not dead. I, I think he'll be in a linen-like. I was thinking more of a linen-like wheeled movery, not necessarily oh, yeah. a coffin, but something that can recline for, it can it can recline for less formal occasions, but he can also sit erect for like a formal affair, and maybe have like an FDR like blanket over his lap and that kind of thing, so nobody looks at the man under the curtain. Then they can just wheel him around, I don't know. Well, you're, you're- your like your professional that. opinion on how they combat rigor mortis for that scenario, John? Oh, uh, let me tell you, it's the Chinese have ways. I'm just saying. I want. I would ask where the doctor, the team of doctors was that was dispatched, but I probably can guess that. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's my thing with it, and I, you know what, it's 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 hard to say because there's a bunch of conflicting reports right now. But you know, in this day and age of technology, where everything's listening, everything's watching, you know, we can see a hair on somebody's head from space, and we can't. Figure I want to interrupt th- you real quick. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Shout out! Shout out to my FBI agent. Big love, fella. You watch. You watch all I do. <laughs> every, every, everybody appreciate the respective NSA operative right now. But seriously, we can see a sat. Uh, we can use a satellite to see a hair on somebody's head. Google Earth has everything mapped. We're looking into everybody's homes. Everything's in everybody's house. Alexa and all this stuff, and we can't figure out if this guy's dead, not dead. I mean, I know they're well, the that's, hermit that's kingdom. The part of being like a yeah, the hermit kingdom. It's like. I, I don't want to say the word impregnable, but they're pretty damn close to it, right? I mean, when you've got probably the biggest, baddest, like, collection of human being, like, army, like, forces and special forces from China backing you, you know, I mean, there's only one way in, and that would be going through China, right? Yeah. You can't be going across the South Korean border. So it's hard. That's how they've always been able to manage the flow of information. And with, this, and with the propaganda machine that they have, I mean, it's like being gaslit every moment of every day there right i I would, was, I would i would go so far to say is chad with that potato gun and the backing of the chinese army could probably take over his neighborhood given a chance <laughs> there you go now, right. it's that kind I, of support. i got late update on this uh it's trending most news organizations now uh, are saying that he is alive 
What? I don't see it on anything. I've been following the news the, all day. The New York... I, well, not, I mean, because they won't put anything on the news because they're not going to report anything until they know for certain. CNN uh, is saying, Independent, Forbes is saying it. So, I mean, you know, it, is, it was, it's trending better for Kim is all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and establish that the uh, exoskeleton theory was established <laughs> on this podcast for all the, the folks out there doubting the, the media. And uh, you heard it here first, folks. He's not alive. It's an exoskeleton. Sky, Skynet is alive, and uh, Lil' Kim is the first Terminator that has been built by it. Absolutely. Just and when it becomes self-aware, it will be terrible. Yeah. I, but I am slightly shocked at the non-coverage of this. Like, as far as the, 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 the TV media, they are just not getting anywhere near this. It's been really interesting. Uh, that there's no speculation or just conversation about it. Everybody is avoiding this. It's kind of crazy in that sense. I honestly think part of that, I mean, it's obviously I think it's geo geopolitics um, because if he is dead, it's, wow, that's, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot of, of moving parts. Oh, now they're saying South Korean officials are saying that he is alive and well amid long public absence and rumors that he died or was in great condition. Yeah, that's that's the top story. So it's just it it, it just gets better. It's more it, it, this is like a, a great Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> <laughs> so the mystery defense. Do you realize we have glossed over the fact that Rob reads Japanese news? Well, but there's a lot of aggregates that pick that stuff up too. I'm just oh, saying. But, but, well, and, and it's unfortunate that Google used to have, uh, it had a drop-down menu, and you could go to all the papers of the world that were in English, and I, it was really enjoyable. I, I really wish they'd bring that feature back, because I got to read English newspapers from all over. Now, that was good. I didn't know that was the way, I didn't know that a, a proletariat sort of way was the way in which you gathered that information, but I do enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out when he makes a, some kind of uh, exoskeleton, like uh, like uh, Bailey said, public appearance in the next week. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be like that alien, that alien thing that he's in, or whatever. Uh, that uh, well, the 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 antagonist in the first uh, Men in Black movie, the Edgar. Oh the yeah. Bug with the Edgar <laughs> yeah, suit, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> with, the, with the jerks and <laughs> yep. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I mean that's it's definitely one of those countries that is it's it, when anything like that starts to come out of there, it's really really interesting. And uh, yeah, Adam wanted us to talk about that for a second, so there you go, Adam. That's gonna make up for my my poking you with the stick about Nebraska. Maybe I don't know. Okay, so Rob, yay, Yingling Light. I'm I'm glad again yeah, that you no, with that. It's a good solid light beer. It is. It's light beer that tastes like beer. So definitely good. Good, good, good for that, Chad. How how was your uh, your bourbon pick there? It was super tasty, super tasty. I like it. I wish I had more of it. So, and that's a that's a twelve twelve ninety nine is what you said. No, this one was not. This one because it's pre fire. So okay. this one this one was about this one was still about eighty bucks, which is a good price for pre fire. But it's still findable. Uh, the newer versions are yeah. Newer versions. So it's, okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So Bailey, how is your uh, your Knob Creek pick there? It's wonderful. Uh, I finished the pour I had, and I've actually switched. So we're going to bourbon number two, and this one, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof uh, Barrel C or Batch C nine nineteen. So this one's one hundred and thirty six point eight. 
proof. It's a, it's a banger too. Yeah, the, and in the words of Chad, it's uh, liquid baby Ruth or liquid uh, three musketeers. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, mm, interesting. So, what was the beer that it you... said marzipan in it? <laughs> what was the beer you were drinking? That was a Mirror Twin Brewing Double Hazy but Lazy, uh, their most recent can release, and it is a double dry hop New England IPA with citric, citra, mosaic, and amarillo hops. Derek does a good IPA down there for sure. They they have drastically improved over the probably the last year year and a half. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of been following their can releases because with the family and the children, I can't really go sit in a tap room as much as I'd like to. Um, so being able to take cans home is easy, and they're kind of on my side of town, so there's that. But um, the quality of their IPAs has really stepped up to where I would put this one, this double hazy but lazy. I would say that it is uh, competitive with the flagship beers from places like Treehouse and Trillium and your really big name, um, what you would say, like Tater Breweries, where the guys, you know, raffle cans and things like that. I would say they're getting to be on par with that. Wow, yeah, and they really do a good job because we really like, John and I really like this, and I don't want to go too far down a beer hole here, but we really like mm-hmm. the, the Citra and Mosaic hops, and I think Derek does a really good job of using uh, those in, in his beers. Um, they even they took this one and comboed it, uh, took two kegs and added marshmallow and pineapple, Ooh. and I picked up a four-pack of those, and those were actually pretty darn good. They were a little sweet, but they were really good. You could really pick up the marshmallow and pineapple. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, citra, citra is the real workhorse for a lot of Nipahs these days. People love to throw citra in there, and I and I love yeah. them for that because I do love I do do love citra hops. I think they add a lot to a uh, to a Nipah and or an IPA. So, so John. So, well, go ahead. One moment. Sorry, I'm going to talk to Bailey about this. So, is it always Monday that they release these? The new offerings, or is it a, um, is there a sequence to that? Because you seem to be all over it. <laughs> So I think they've themed it to a uh, okay. Mirror Monday release. Okay. They do different things, but they're also doing special things on Fridays and Saturdays. I think they did a Butterfinger candy bar porter this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, making, that sounds good. They're making sure to keep them limited, and with everybody being bored, they're selling them out. You know, So if they do a sixth barrel of a porter, it sells out in 45 minutes. They, you know, They're putting it in 16-ounce cans there you know, in just uh, generic-labeled cans. Uh, um, and they're selling out on that. I, th- I think that's a really good tool for them. I think being able to take a four-pack home is is really helping them out. Now, some of the stuff, um, I think not playing to the IPA and the stout crowd hurts them on some of the stuff because yeah. I've seen some of the stuff sit there for a bit, and some of their IPAs just aren't as good, in my opinion. So some of them sat there for a while, and I have no idea the quantity they canned either, but... Um, some of these newer New England hazies are looks like they're moving really well for them, and then like the stouts with the adjuncts, I think move really well. That's good to know because it's I've I've really enjoyed um, a number of the cans that I've gotten there from there, but it's I always sort of a couple times well before we were locked down, we were allowed to go out and we were we were there and we would see a couple things, and I'm like, oh, let's try this, let's try that, and I've gotten mm-hmm. home and I've really enjoyed them. Um, but yeah. it's it's one of those things that I'm never. I'm never on sequence kind of when they are to do that kind of thing, but it's I'm going to have to take the time to go do that because it sounds, that Butterfinger thing sounds amazing. That yeah, they did, that, they did that this past Saturday, and I think they're tapping into the pop culture thing on some of that. So like the, uh, the hazy with the pineapple and marshmallow, they called it, you can't be doing that. 
So oh. they they tapped into the 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 you know the five o'clock fireside the zeitgeist stuff. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And then uh, the Butterfinger, they called it. Uh, Carol Baskins did it. So they're they're really they're really kind of using the pop culture tools on those also. I like um, it. I like which it. I guess good on them. Make your money, hustle. Rob, which uh, which dog was that? Which dog is that that you're holding? It's Cooper. Oh, he's so sweet. Look at that face. <laughs> he keeps jumping up and up in my lap and back down and then, you know, barking and, and whatnot. Yeah, he's fine. He's a good dog. So this Blanton's was freaking delicious. Uh, it looks like it was dumped on November 28th, 2016 from uh, Rick House H. I'm reading this off of the bottle. Um, it was good. There's a good sweetness. It wasn't super hot. It was really smooth. I'm really liking it a I lot. It was very caramely. Cool. I thought it was a, a good sweetness. 93 proof, but still, I thought it drank a little warmer than that. It did drink it a little warm, but I thought it was delicious. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I guess we've come to the end of this this episode. Um, Bailey, thanks so much for for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for It was a good, a good conversation, and I actually I really enjoyed that story about the FedEx. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, yeah, I like this. This was fun. So that's you know that's the kind of con- I'd, uh, content I'd be, we're looking for. I'd be open to I'd be open to coming back if you need a need to stand in sometime. Absolutely, you are you are officially on the list. Well, thank you. So, any end of the show shout outs before I hit the correct music? <laughs> I'll give a shout out to the wife for the uh, the bread pudding, and that was phenomenal. So way to go there. Yeah, y'all can you can just get her to make that and then drop it off on the porch. We'll we'll do that. Drop it off. Yeah, just drop it off. I'll see about that. All see, right. See if she's up for another batch. Okay, Chad. Any end of the show shout outs? Uh, I would like to give a shout out to what's left of Hatton's truck, his uh, GMC fifteen hundred that uh, we were doing field donuts in the other night, drunker than monkeys and. He got it buried in about seven inches of mud. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. With the windows down, I should say. Yeah. Rest in peace, his truck. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey, any end of the show shout outs? Um, I'd like to give a shout out to my KRN brothers, and they know who they are with a special spotlight on uh, one Mr. Paul Stewart because I think he's hurting that Chad and I are together via uh, <laughs> Skype without him. He loves our Zoom chats, so I mean, God, he, he wants to zoom. Hurting. He wants to zoom every damn day. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 got to be a certain freshness maintained, so there does need to be a little bit of space between them. All he want to do is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. <laughs> That's right. There oh yeah, go. there you go. Shake, shake your up. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing, one thing. Um, my my quarantine watch list because I know everybody's been watching a ton of TV. If you have time, check out. Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus. You can stream that for free with a free seven-day trial of the Cinemax app if you don't have that service already. The first season is country singers, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, Johnny Paycheck. There's a two-episode of Merle Haggard, a two-episode of George and Tammy. There is uh, Blaze Foley, and um, I'm probably missing one. And then the second season, I'm like two episodes, episodes in, and... Uh, so far, it's been George Clinton part in Parliament and uh, Rick James, and it's amazing. Okay. So it's Mike Judge narrating, kind of sounds pseudo Hank Hill, 
and it's Mike Judge, <laughs> but it's Mike Judge animation. So the people are there. Every once in a while, they'll peel away the animation, and the person will be sitting there in the same setting. But it's Mike Judge animation for the whole thing. So it's Mike Judge animating all these classic stories of addiction, conflict, musical conquest, everything, all the all the underground stuff. Oh, cool. So check that out. I love Mike Judge. I love King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead, all, all that stuff. Idiocracy, which we're about this close to living in, right? He's, he's, prof- that, that is a documentary. <laughs> he's prophetic. He is prophetic. <laughs> yes. And let's but not yeah. forget Office Space. I mean, oh, too, no, totally. Yeah. yeah. Office Space. Yeah. yeah. So quotable. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. John, definitely check that out. I, I definitely will. John, any end of the show shout outs? Um, I guess I'd like to shout out the writers of The Sopranos. Um, 11 years after it was actually popular, I'm watching it. And I'd like to thank you for often the two people I hated the most at the beginning of season three. I won't spoil it for you, but bravo. Oh, it's amazing. Bravo. Thank God coming to them. I could not stand show. Richie April and his mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, it's it's so good. I mean, it remains good until the very end. It's it's we're doing it like we were doing Breaking Bad and like watching like four and five episodes a day. Yeah, way too late now. If you have, put it on your list next. If you haven't done, it, you need to check out uh, The Wire. That's another one of the best. I've shows heard ever good on. things. That's on deck. I've heard good things. I have heard good things. And as well, and one final HBO recommendation: Boardwalk Empire. Another about. About bootlegging, something from you know. I think I watched I watched the first part of the first season of that, and then just stopped watching it for some reason. But I get back into that one too. So there you go. All right, y'all. We's gonna get out of here. So let me hit that. And there we are. You can find us uh, on Twitter at podcast b a b o. We're on Instagram. Um, yeah, we're on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on uh, Spotify. Uh, yeah, we're out there, so uh, check us out. Cure your boredom, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Peace. <laughs>